Welcome to Doc Talks, brought to you from NerdWorks Media. Welcome back to Doc Talks, where I Doc Talk. The views of this show are the sole opinion of Doc and do not in any way represent the gaming community nor Nerdworks Media as a whole. Today we are going to touch on the topic of toxic tables, and I want to speak out against them. But I know that some of my views are not the views of everybody, so I wanted to make sure that I put that disclaimer in at the very beginning. Also, disclaimer... I already know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this one, and uh, I'm willing to hear you with an open mind, but only if you do the same for me. I think that in this day and age, we've lost the ability to talk about things. Rhetoric no longer has meaning. Discourse no longer has meaning. Today, we're going to take a break from the mechanics of gaming, like I said. We're going to talk about something that no one wants to talk about. If you want to leave because you're uncomfortable, I urge you to stay. Things will never change if we just ignore them. And this is focusing on D&D again, but this isn't just D&D. Especially recently, I've been doing a lot of stuff in the MTG community. And I've heard some stories, and I just want to talk about it today. First off, I'm hearing a lot of stories about old gatekeepers. People my age. Usually these stories are about men that made a woman feel uncomfortable for coming to a gaming table or event. I've tried to ask people about their stories because I don't want to just talk about something without having some context to it. I just want confirmation on what happened, where it happened, what the circumstances were. I was surprised on how little that that happened, the the people got back to me. I will admit, if you look at social media today, it just sounds like it's a bunch of people out there being super toxic to anybody who is not a straight white male. And I personally have never seen that. And I have done a lot of work in a lot of game stores. I will admit that I'm not, wasn't looking for them. But I do have a weird memory in that I usually can recall things that are going around about me. It's ADHD. We process things a little bit differently. You can ask me a question. I'll answer it. And then like 15 minutes later, I have a real answer for it because my brain isn't done processing it yet. And I have my own stories. It took my my wife up to the gaming store. The guy's voice and tone was very condescending. I went back to the game store later and was processing cards. And the same guy was there as I was looking through magic cards. And I realized every time he had the same tone, I actually just think he doesn't know how to talk to people and he's doing as best as he can. But to my wife, it came off as very condescending. And, and again, I was there, and though it, to me, it seemed disingenuine, not condescending. But again, I wasn't the recipient of that. And anybody who knows me knows that I'm a little overprotective of my wife in a lot of situations. I'll admit, a lot of the stuff I keep hearing is from social media. And I want to dive into one thing that's on social media that I think that we should tap into before we even get really rolling with this. And before you ask, yes, I have heard of the uprising against drow and dwarger and other subterranean beings with dark skin that are portrayed as evil in the campaign. And I've heard the debate, and I've heard both sides. 
I'm, I, I want to have all the information no matter what my emotional response is. And I will say a few things on this. One, if you're still using alignments, I have questions for you because I don't know what good they serve, to be honest with you. Let's not dwell on it. It's just a question. My two cents. The fact is that there is not a lot of diversity in D&D lore as well as other systems. I agree with this. I believe that this is a moral and storytelling problem that should be changed, but that's me. Mostly because uh, my degree is a science degree, and scientifically and morally, I agree it needs a change. From what we've seen in real life, underground creatures have lighter pigmentation, not darker. Skin pigmentation is about evolutionary weather patterns. For the game, I see elves and other species as diverse as humans. And if your pigmentation is darker, at least at my table, it doesn't change who or what you are. At my table, I don't really have drow. You can be dark-skinned elf of some kind. You can be dark-skinned moon elf or dark-skinned wood elf or dark-skinned high elf. It doesn't matter. Whatever elf, you're more than welcome to. Just like you could do the same for dwarves as humans. Even tieflings, you could choose your colors. Those things do not change the dynamic of the game. However, now that I'm done saying that, it's the DM and his story at that table. And he's got to make sure everybody's on board. When... He creates his world. He may just take the lore because it's easier than world building for a lot of people and work on the lore. And he can do that. Just make sure a lot of what I've said on my TikToks in the show before is don't surprise your DM. That's the biggest thing about going to any tale. Your storyteller, your GM, no matter what game you're playing. If you're going to make a character, do not come and surprise your DM. I want to say to those that make people feel uncomfortable when they come to play, my dogs are mad at something, no matter their gender, knock it off. Gaming tables are not dating apps. Gaming tables are a place for people to come, forget about the worries and stresses of the world. Dive into fantasy. I'll argue it's why games were invented in the first place. No game designed for one sex or another. It wasn't. If you're awkward at talking to people, you just need to remember to start with the fundamentals. First introduction, hello, my name is Doc, it's nice to meet you. Be nice and civil, this is your potential new friend. They don't need to know everything about you right away, and you don't need to shock them with everything. Friendships are built on that as, as steps to that. To those coming to the table, there's a high probability that awkward people are going to be at your table. Assume this is the case. And be ready to not be offended, but to listen and understand. Be ready to ask questions. Too many times we listen to respond to people instead of listening to understand people. And I really think understanding goes both ways in this situation. We need to make sure that as we approach a new table where people have been playing for years that we're not that disruptive... And then those people have to understand me coming to the table or you or anybody else, they need to be willing to open up and be accepting, especially in RPGs where everybody's working together. A lot of times at, play, play, uh, at tables when somebody has been rude, it turns out that, in my opinion, and I've only been doing this for 30 years, it turns out that they were sheltered, and I'm not kidding, I'd say like 80% of the time this is true. 
you being offended will not only make them feel terrible about what they did, they're going to stop trying to better themselves as, as well. Remember, this is your new potential friend as well, and they may need someone to help them understand, and that's that questioning and talking, the discourse, the rhetoric in some cases. I have a table rule where we deal with emotions and real-life emotions, and everybody's emotions are definitely um, respected. We, we won't try to conquer anything if we were going to be disrespectful, but that's just me. And again, I should tell you that this comes from many decades of experience. I'm not just commenting on stereotypes. It is funny when you think about it, though, that some stereotypes come from the aspects of truth or experiences. Though it might not be right, sometimes it might be true, and in this case it is. I can speak as an old gamer a little bit, and I can tell you the understanding, and maybe you'll understand why a lot of these stories we hear are not misogynistic gatekeepers that you think they are, even though I believe some of these are, because I've seen, like I said, with the experience of my wife, I'm not saying that's what happened, but it's, you know, sometimes perception is reality, and I can go into the whole how reality is perception and blow your mind, but I'm not going to, and that's just because I study quantum mechanics for fun. A lot of these will be from Dungeons and da Dragons perspective, so just bear with me. It's the one game I know the most about, even though I play a ton, my bookshelf's filled with a bunch of them. As I read a lot, and, and not all these stories from these people, there's a common theme that comes forward. They never talk to the DM or GM of the game before making the character. Why is that important? If you're joining a table where they have welcomed you, it may be a world that's already has purchase in the world, meaning it has design. If a world has design, and I'm a world builder myself, if I'm running a table where I put countless hours into a world, decided the socio-economical being of it, I've spent time on my pantheon of gods and how they affect or don't affect the world, what each area is like, how it's represented. This canon is set. All my players are immersed into the canon of that, of that world with its rules and laws that govern it. If you come to that with a character you built using some online tool, you may design a character that may not fit into the world, or you may design a character that's never been seen in the world. These are two different things, and, and there will be obstacles to overcome. A lot of tables nowadays are using, and, and I'm sorry, again, I have experience in the world, a lot of kink things, red, yellow, greens, what you can and can't do, where's your limits, and stuff like that. I love it, but there is a single problem with that. What if it's already been discussed and they're in motion and you have a red limit? You need to talk to that DM before time. If I try to talk to you about the obstacles that are going to overcome or how you're going to be a character that's never been seen in that world, whatever that trope is or whatever you're doing with your character, non-trope, I apologize, at most tables, the world's not a secret, especially at my tables. The players have some say, since it's world building, they put a lot of input into my world. How they play in the world actually helps me create the canon, and we as a team try to iron out your character. Don't surprise your DM. Ask questions. There's nothing wrong with it. And sometimes it's so open that the DM says he doesn't care as long as it's in a book, or he doesn't care at all, all this other stuff. I, as a DM a long-time DM, want to immerse you in the world that I have. And so I want you to be immersed in the world. I'm not going to assume that you understand Faerune and it's all its intricacies. A new and reasonable example of this, and I've been talking a lot online with people about this, is the clerics that don't worship gods. Yes, the rules is written. Do allow this, 
if you interpret it. And in the newer books, they've been pretty straightforward with it. But honestly, storytellers, if that is your hang-up, you don't understand D&D. Having a cleric that doesn't serve a god does not change the mechanics of the game, which we have to remember, and when I'm talking now, I'm talking about D&D. If it doesn't change the mechanics of the game, which is a strategy war game, then let it be part of your story. And if it's something new, unique, or unusual. If you want to play that kind of character, and it's the first time it's been seen in that world, well, you may hit roadblocks. You may... The NPCs in that world have never seen it. The DM wants to have a, a, a semi-real experience with you. You may hit some hardships. You may run into some a-hole people. This is a chance to learn and teach, I think, and we miss out on it because we're so much on bandwagons and what should be right and wrong, we don't have the conversations. If, you, if you're hanging up on that, don't, is what I'm telling you as storytellers, as DMs, as GMs. The next conversation you have with that player is not no redo it. That makes it wrong and you are a toxic DM, GM, whatever. The next conversation we have with that player is, can we make this work in the world? It's simple. It's love. It's communication. Unique ideas should be fostered and not squashed. On the flip side, the player's first response to the issue cannot and should never be no this is how i want it to be as much as the people at the table and the gm storyteller dm whatever is willing to work with you you need to work back if you join my discord you know one of my rules is if you have a problem with anybody in there you need to talk to them and you need to attempt to come up with a compromise and at the very end it says a compromise means neither one of you like the answer but good relationships are built on good compromise. If your first response as a player is, no, this is how it's going to be, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you're the toxic person. You bring toxicity to the table doing that. So much of DMing is learning to say yes to your players as much as you can. If for whatever reason the world has never been... Um, I don't know, an LGBTQ character in the realm. I'm sure I miss letters. I do apologize. I'm not trying to be ignorant. I am just trying to do use the information that I have. And if that's what you want your character to be, guess what? That's absolutely fine. In fact, it's wonderful. You need to treat this next part with respect, but everything has a beginning, so why not that character? And, and we can do it better than we did in the real world. We can have conversations with the NPCs that might affect the people around us and their thought process. But it doesn't happen without real communication. Yes, this game was started by and has been played and, and still is very much played by many white heterosexual males. That is not the issue. It may be. I'm not going to say it's not because some of these stories that have been told to me that are true it's a lot of that kind of thought process but we can't tag a certain group as evil because i fit into that but i'm the first person to love when people come to my table with differences with with new character ideas and concepts just because they don't re redesign the entire world does not make them wrong especially if you are given a chance to be the hero of whatever difference it is in that world i always say love everyone that does not and will not ever mean love everyone who's exactly like you. It means 
in this instance, that everyone is welcome at my table, no matter what game I'm playing. If you introduce something new, I want to encourage this. If you introduce something new, and I encourage it 100%, then make it your character's mark on the world if it's never been seen in that world again. Be not the hero who defeats the big bad evil guy. Be the hero that sets the stage for other PCs and NPCs alike in that world to continue forward and be the first. Imagine how big of a mark that is in a world-building situation where I have built the world you're playing in and what you do changes the world around me. And even if it's just a small area, to always have that area as the area that remembers that is a mark of greatness of a game. If you're going to game to change hearts and minds, be careful that you don't become the exact thing that you hate. What am I saying? Because we're talking about if you want a cleric that doesn't serve a god, do not make your case by reciting rules. Only the rule lawyer will be impressed by that. And despite what you see on social media, they're actually very far and few between. You talk about the rules to just reference that it is new. And for the story... You are wanting to be the first. You and your GM, DM storyteller will have to talk about the changes just to understand them. I doubt many GMs or storytellers today are against having new stuff appear into their, into their world. You talk about the rules to just reference them. That they're new, especially the newer rules. And for the story, you want to be the first. You want the GM to help you be the first. Changes need to happen, but they need to understand I work as a hospital administrator, and I am unique in my job in that I get tasked to fix sections. I'm brought in when an area needs help. I have learned something in this. Problem areas always have the same two problems. One, there are no consequences for actions, and this means good and bad. Consequences aren't bad or necessarily bad nor necessarily good. The one excelling in these areas doesn't get recognized, or those that are excelling don't get recognized. But it also means the ones not doing the work have no recourse. This is needed so that boundaries are set. And it answers all the problems of the games that we hear. Oh, murder hobos, blah, 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 and I've talked on that before. Second, and most important, there's a lack of communication, whether it be from the highest level or from the person who held the job before me. I come in and I watch and I learn and I learn the culture. I'm not there to change the culture of whatever area I'm taking over. I want it to be better. And to be better, I need to make sure that I have communication. And not just with those that are my, uh, my workers and not for those that are my bosses or not even those that are my equals, but communication all around. If the director of the hospital knows something about my area, my workers will know about it probably first because I'm not going to blindside them or something. Also, there's almost 50 years of these games. A lot of shared canon is there. And those that have loved the game that long really delved into the building of it. To the point where they pay people to know the lore at Wizards of the Coast and Paizo and all these other companies. You come in and demand change, and it's fine. But just don't just come in and say, we need to change because it isn't right. Come in and say, I believe this is wrong, and I want my character to change it, and I'm going to enter this dogma, I'm going to put in this canon, whatever it is. Ask to be the character that is the building block to change the world. Let it grow and learn, not just be.
It's like people. Most people are willing to hear new information. If presented appropriately, they will change themselves to adapt to the new and truthful information presented to them. Causing a scene, name-calling, and yelling has never changed anyone's heart and mind. It has done the exact opposite. Communication causes rhetoric. Rhetoric causes contemplation. Contemplation causes the willingness to change. Willingness to change causes change. It is the process in which things happen. And I understand that we live in a day and age of instant gratification for everything, but we have forgotten that, and, and so much so we've forgotten that we're not willing to put the work in to make it happen anymore. Your gaming tables are no different than the areas that I know and that I work in in my hospitals. We need to be able to be able to want to put in the work. But enough about the players. DMs, you control your table. I'll say it again. No, you can't is never the first, nor is it ever the right answer. Through discourse, it can be the answer, but it's not the answer you lead with. You need to always remember and never forget, as DMs, GMs, and storytellers, we are first and foremost willing to do our best to say yes. Yes, they may change the lore of the game, and that's okay. We'll learn it. Things that change without changing the dynamics or the mechanics of the game, that's okay. If you have NPCs approach the new character design, make sure it's organic and not forced. Don't just make it happen. There's no reason to do that. And if you choose to change your world, don't force that change either. The wonderful thing about the world we live in and the worlds that we create is that they are dynamically diverse. And we need to accept that diversity. It's the only time that life's really worth living is when not everybody agrees, but everybody gets along. I'm from Chicago, and I can tell you right now that the group of friends that I have there are dynamically different. And it's amazing. And I love them so much, even when, especially when we don't agree. In our example, if a cleric's not worshiping a god, think about one question and one question alone on that. How would the NPCs even know? This goes to the do you know what a warlock is question. We will answer this and many other questions in the future, I promise. But use what you have. Respect people's real life beliefs. And if it doesn't change the mechanics of the game, respect what they bring to you. I'm going to end with this. Do not lie about having experiences if it didn't happen. Or exaggerate an experience that did. Problems don't get fixed unless the real problem is found, and lying and exaggerating will not help anything at all. Unless you're trying to build your currency of victimhood, which I've recently figured out is a real thing, and that's another problem altogether that we need to tackle and is another toxic thing that can come to the table. But and if that's your only thing, then you're the problem, but... We can't get to the root of the real problems if everybody's just tacking on stuff and it's not true. I work in the medical field because I need the facts to see what the problem is. I can't fix the problems without the facts. Because I need the facts to find the problem. I need to see the problem to fix it. And that's what it is. I really hope that some of this really made you think. All I ever want to do is foster change through peaceful discourse. You guys want to send me a message in Discord, in, in Discord on my channel, Doc and Friends, in 
chat anywhere, DM me anywhere that you know where I am. Just tell me what gaming system you'd like us to touch on next, because we're getting to the end of, of D&D for Season 1, and I really wasn't prepared to see what Season 2 was. We have some time, but I would love to hear your opinion. For now, let's foster some peace. Let's, let's foster everything through peace and dis, peaceful discourse. As always, love everyone. Keep it nerdy, and live your dreams. Later. This has been a NerdWorks production.